Welcome to the Heal Through Play podcast, where we explore healing through play. I'm your host, Lisa Dovgish, and I'm a spiritual life coach, energy healer, light code activator, improviser, and self-proclaimed meme lord. (laughs) My goal with this podcast is to bring light into the otherwise dark process of shadow work and healing by featuring guests from all walks of life who share their stories of healing mental, emotional, and even physical wounds through the magic of playfulness. Whether that be performing improv, creating art, doing yoga, choosing to be silly and lighthearted, or anything else in between. Hey guys, welcome back to the podcast. Today I am so excited because we have Rebecca Boatman on the podcast. She is one of the most incredible people that I have met in the conscious community. She's someone I consider a mentor, a friend, and she is a dating coach. She calls herself the dating bestie, which I love. I think is so cute and playful. And I actually, the first time I met Rebecca was last September when I went to uh, one of her brave live retreats that she did in Sedona and just her energy and how bright she was and the activities that we did were all in such alignment with a lot of the topics that we talk about on this podcast and Rebecca herself is just super duper playful I'll give it over to her so she can introduce herself yeah of course I'm so happy to be here um when you said Rebecca Boatman I was thinking about yesterday Lisa I we ran into each other and I hear Rebecca Boatman I'm like there she is (laughs) And, and at the retreat was so fun and it was awesome because Lisa and I got, we got to hang out like for a, like a bunch of day after the retreat ended, we were just farting around having so much fun and then had a beautiful experience in the woman's womb tent on the land, which was so special. And that was magical. And yeah, we, we play so much and there's so much medicine and play and I'm excited to dive into that and um, offer, you know, any valuable insight that I can to support everyone listening. Yay. Thank you so much. Yeah. My favorite thing that Rebecca does is the out in the world challenges, which I got to do when I was in Sedona at the retreat. And it's so funny because I remember seeing those before I knew about you. Aaron Dowdy had posted about them on his Instagram when you guys were doing them together. at a was it like Whole Foods or something and I remember seeing that and like it was right after that that I followed yeah. Rebecca he was doing the challenge which I actually ended up doing so it's kind of a full circle moment is you have to recruit yeah. people around you strangers around you to help <laughs> to help you find your purple ferret so you're like I lost my purple ferret can you help mm-hmm. me find my purple ferret and uh so yeah I remember <laughs> seeing Aaron do that and then I actually ended up doing that What I love about those, and you can speak more on this, Rebecca, is it allows you to break out of your patterns of being. And it's also something that it's in the name, right? In in the brave challenge, right? It's an act of bravery, but it's also so playful, which is what's so magical about it is that not only is it scary, but it's also fun. And it's also playful and it's also 
breaking you out of those patterns. It's like, think of like spaghetti noodles and you're taking them and just like, like breaking them, right? It's like you're breaking those waves of being, which I love so much. So I would love to hear how you came up with the out in the world challenges. Absolutely. I love that you use the definition of a spaghetti noodle and breaking it. I think that's so good because when we break those bonds in us that are so uh, emotionally attached and just physically attached to a certain sense of self, when you have to do an out in the world challenge, you literally have to become a new person. And in the process of becoming a new person, you access parts of your being that are always available, but not being accessed. And then as you access those new ways of being, you're literally timeline hopping and you're creating so much more available for you in your life. I came up with this whole concept. I basically pulled and put up several different things together, but what inspired it was how much of a difference it made for me in my life. And I, when I had my first challenge experience, I, it it doesn't make sense to the mind. Here's what I found because I just led, you know, fit for service, Aubrey Marcus's community this last weekend and facilitate out in the world challenges. And you would love this Lisa, because what I found is I I love how Lisa's saying, I'm going all over the place, but I want to, I want, I don't want to forget this part too, how there's the playful side where people will break out and break through and becoming more playful, more expressive. And we also dialed it in where now it's like identifying maybe for some people, it's actually softening. It's actually vulnerability. It's actually coming to their heart. It's actually, you know, acknowledging their feelings. Like there's so, so now we have it dialed in with a quiz to really see like, okay, where is that for you? Because when we identify where we're, where we've been blocked and unconscious, and then we do an out in the world challenge, what happens is we have to move, we disturb that energy and we have to move through it. When we disturb that energy, we're freeing up more energy for our being more creative energy to create and experience a life that's uh, rich. And, and the beautiful thing is, it's an intellect of the being, not an intellect of the mind. So the mind will, the mind I watched this happen over the weekend too. Like all the analyzers in the crowd were like, how does this make any sense? I'm like, it's not going to make sense to the mind. So you just, you have to understand that it's an intellect of the being and in the being, right. Meaning like when you challenge yourself, when you physically put your body through something, right. So it's not just journaling. It's not just talking, but you're physically in an unpredictable environment and you're becoming someone different, be it, you know, have to find your public therapist or whatever that thing may be. You're, you're actually having to let go of your old self. You're let go of your old ego, let go of real identity. And you're unfolding into a more powerful, brighter, freer version of you. And from that place, you will see only from that place. Will you start to see things that you never saw before because you literally became a new person in the process. So I'm a diehard fan of this work, as everyone knows, because I see the the transformations and the breakthrough and the aliveness and the ahas that people just, you could not have predicted at all. You couldn't have predicted it. You couldn't have journaled to get to there. Like I don't, uh, it's just in the process. It happens in such a beautiful, miraculous way. It's very powerful. And yeah, to answer your question, it's because it changed my life. So I was like, I need to give this to the world. I die. <laughs> wow. That is totally your magic too. And, and I love how passionate you get about talking about it because I can feel myself lighting up as you're lighting up talking about it. And I'm just curious to know, what are some of your favorite out in the world challenges? And if you have any specific experiences that you'd like to share. 
Yeah, we um we just added a new one. It's so funny. I got so many more challenge ideas over the last this last weekend too that I was like writing down. Here's a new one I haven't done yet that I'm I'll share with you that I'm excited to do. We have to go into a restaurant and pretend like you're the restaurant owner and walk around and ask everyone how their food is, how they're doing, <laughs> oh like, you just gotta, like play the role and think about the power of that, right? Like that's gonna force you to come out of your comfort zone to be to be powerful, to be inviting, to be warm, to be in connection, to be in relationship and. I'm really excited for that one. But one that we added that was a new one um, that we just did at Fit for Service was uh, they had to walk into a cafe dancing, dancing, dance while they're ordering. Like they couldn't stop dancing. So they're paying, they're dancing, they couldn't stop. And then they had to dance all the way until they got their receipt. (laughs) And these videos were amazing. And then the proposal one's one of my favorites too, right? Having someone propose to a piece of fruit in the middle of the grocery store. And we just, that we got to give a prize away to the winning group of this last group. And it was a proposal to a banana that was done very, very well. He walked up to the banana and he played it off like it was the first time they just met. Most people played off like they know each other forever. And he's like, I know this is really fast. I know we just met. And he just goes into it. He's so convincing. And he had to give like, a speech of adoration. Yeah, it was awesome. That is amazing. <laughs> I also love mm-hmm. the sentence of <laughs> a very com- a very well done proposal to a banana. <laughs> And this other guy does it to an avocado and he goes, when I knew first met you, I knew I saw that you're fat, but the good kind of fat. I'm screaming. <laughs> that is so, so clever. good. So good. Yeah. We had someone, oh we have them reenact the Titanic, right? That's another one with a stranger. And we had someone get an actual boat and reenact the Titanic on a boat. These are all recorded. So we see them literally they're on a boat with the song. They're like literally on a real boat. I was like, you guys are amazing. I'm screaming. Yeah, I did that one too. And the guy that I did it with, it was like his car. He was talking to me like the whole time that we were doing it. Like I was just trying to like, he was behind me like, so what are you guys doing this for? He's like, I I have to go get dinner. Like, I'm going to go on a hike. Do you guys want to come? Like, you're just the whole time talking to me. He couldn't be in the intimacy. He couldn't. He's like, let me fill the space. (laughs) I was like, sir, please. Yeah, that's hilarious. Oh my God. (laughs) Kills me. Okay. Um, (laughs) So I want to know, Rebecca, I'm curious. This just came to mind. The difference that you see, because when you do it in your retreats, obviously it's with women, right? And I know that you've done this challenge with men as well. So I'm interested to hear what are the different dynamics that you see there with women stepping into that playful energy and men stepping into that playful energy? Oh, that's such a good question. So with the playful side of things, I think our, our, maybe, maybe our automatic responses of, of like where we want to, we want to withhold from doing it. Cause there's a block that we have to move through sometimes are different. Like I'm, I'm witnessing back when I did it with friends and like, so I'm like Aaron, for example, would stall and he'd like walk around and like stall and like look and be really serious until he would like crack into character versus like my friend who is a girl, like her resistance would be more of like, like it would just be more of like, and maybe a little more emotional. I'm not, emo- maybe more expressive in terms of like emotionally emotional rather than stalling. That is a form of stalling, right? It just kind of looks different. Yeah, because I'm thinking about the play. And then this, when we just did at the event, 
I, there's 125 people. I wasn't with them during their challenges. I just ground them and then I would do a debrief with them. And the debrief, it was really beautiful to hear a, a lot of what the men needed to lean into that was more chick because I quizzed them before so they could see where their blocks more so were were more on the side of uh, vulnerability heart opening needing to move into that space and and definitely still on the expression side right and, and being playful and and out there there's a lot of similarities and I think but I think the the women were just more comfortable with the the softening and the heart opening the emotions and the feeling and, and I know that I'm kind of veering away I'm not trying to avoid the play question I'm just thinking about like the overall overall difference between men and, and women. And then, yeah, we had, we definitely had men who were like, how are you so free in your body? Okay. Here's something to answer your question. How are you so free in your body? Like I want, and then they would try to intellectual, like make everything of the mind. And, and I'm like, it's not of the mind. Like you have to give, you have to just understand, like be okay with that. Your mind not needing to understand. So I, I see, I would see that more common in men, like the kind of analyzing and, and versus occupying the rest of their body. And so it was really beautiful to watch them take that journey and start to feel free in that sense, most definitely. Yeah, I love that. That's amazing. And that ties back to what you were saying earlier about how things don't have to make sense. It doesn't have to rationally make sense to you, right? It's still, there's still work and magic and transmutation and alchemy and quantum jumping happening there, even if you aren't yeah. rationally realizing it, which is totally something that I've been playing around with recently because doing this research through this podcast about the energy of play it is such a it's like herding cats like that's how it feels because there's there's not a lot of rational like scientific reasoning behind it there's some but there's not a lot because a lot of what I'm exploring is a lot of what you do Rebecca which is like a lot of this embodiment work that is able to break you out of patterns and something that I'm exploring specifically is how through improv, which I see as the purest form of play available to, to adults, right? Which you, you know, push people to do improv because the out in the world challenges are literally just improv exercises. Uh, You know, with that, I think that there's so much healing and embodiment and expression that allows the body to release. And it's, hard to really like explain that to people in in scientific terms or in like rational terms like this is exactly what's happening because again it's meant to be felt in the body it's not meant to be you know in your head and and explained so yeah I love what you're saying there because I I find that to be very true and also a challenging part of (laughs) <laughs> what I'm doing yeah. it's it's like you just have to feel it you know you just have to be in the energy of play to you know to experience it and and, and to understand like what those pattern mm-hmm. what that pattern breaking is and what all of that magic is of making room for what's available right of those parts of yourself like you said that you're able to access so I'm interested to know what are because I obviously with the work that you do, there's a lot of very vulnerable moments and there's also a lot of very happy, playful moments and it's all there and it's all perfect. But I'd be interested to know what are some of the biggest breakthroughs that you have seen Mm -hmm. that could be yours or clients of yours through, specifically, I'm interested in 
you know, the out in the world challenges, because I, I see those as, you know, the most playful aspect of everything, but you just, you yourself are so playful. So there's so much playfulness already in the whole experience of working with you. But yeah, I'm interested to know. So just what are some of the breakthroughs that you've seen? Yeah, absolutely. So I, you know, being in the dating and relationship space and I lead with that, right? Like you, you know, shared out on the dating bestie and, and I, I like getting to the heart of things. And so when we get to the heart of things, that's where it's going to make the big difference. Right. And so that would be mom, mom, dad work. Right. We don't lead with I'm mom, dad work. Like it'd be the most unsexy thing. You know, we would be like, what the hell? Some people would be like, what the hell is that? Other people would be like, that's, you know, what's the benefit of that? So, um, I give that background to understand like, like, you know, in, ter- in order, our most intimate relationships are going to reflect, you know, our relationships we had with our parents and also the heal, like as we heal, heal, whatever needs to be healed, that's going to be reflected in our intimate relationships. So with that being said, one of the challenges that I gave over this last weekend was to call your, call your father and ask him to tell you that he's proud of you. And I, there was 12 challenges amongst each, each team. And then you didn't, you know, so only one person would do like three or four, and then they would split them amongst the team. Um, and that one, we had someone stand up when I was doing the debrief and he said, you know, he, he, first off background really quick. When I took a poll of the audience of how many people have heard that and almost half the audience or, ha- or haven't heard their dad say they're proud of them and almost half the audience raised their hand and it's very common. And, and you know, that is so, it, it just, there's an impact to that an impact for men feeling like they need to prove an impact, you know, and not feeling enough and all these things. So I'm sharing this because I I want people to understand the value and importance of, of the challenge. But anyways, one guy took that one on and during the debrief, he stood up and shared, he's like, I'd never in my life ever heard my dad say that he was proud of me. And, um, I took on that challenge and I, called him and asked him to tell me that. And he did this man in front of a hundred and I was just started bawling. He's like, he told me he's proud of me. He was like, it was the first time I've ever heard that. And literally everyone was in tears and he got a standing ovation. It was the most beautiful thing. And then this other girl raised her hand and asked for the mic and I gave it to her. And she was like, if all we came here was for this moment, it was worth it. And it gives me the chills because it's like, it's like those things we cannot quantify. Like, like to, to even say like, like, like that breakthrough that he just had, like, it's going to ripple across his entire life. It's going to ripple in his relationships. It's going to ripple. And, and for everyone that it, that moved the entire crowd, that breakthrough that he had also cracked things and opened things amongst the crowd. So that was really, 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 really powerful and, and beautiful to witness. And then we had someone who, um, a man, another man who had never really knew how to dance and move. And he was like, I, he took on one of those challenges and he was like, he was like, I, I just, I knew I wasn't playing full out. Like it was like, his body was so constricted. And like the only way he was able to see that is because he was given a challenge that would push his threshold like this. So if you don't go, if you don't push that threshold, you start to then see the gap between yourself and what's being asked of you and where you're stuck. So, and to watch his vulnerability and like him get up and share that with us, you know, that's like in front of everyone. And and then, so we're like, it's time to have a dance party. So we like played the music and we just like danced in front of everyone with him. It was so sweet. And we watched him and by the end of the night, he was like so embodied and expressive and free and happy and just glowing I, I kept looking over at him I'm like I freaking love you like makes my heart so happy so that'd be one that's more on the playful side but those were two powerful ones uh, of many from from this last weekend oh my god that makes my heart so happy and 
What I, I love know. specifically about that, as you were t- telling the story about the um, the man who's, you know, never heard his dad say he's proud of him. It's so funny because I have like a very distinct memory of when my dad told me he was proud of me a few months ago. And it was like, it took me by surprise. I was like, you've never said that to me before. And he was just like, I just want to say I'm so proud of you and everything you're doing. And it like, it stuck with me. You know what I mean? So thank you for reminding me of that. I'm I'm in such a hard place with my dad right now. So it was like nice to get that reminder of like, yeah, that happened, (laughs) you know? And then the other thing that I I love about what you're saying is the community aspect, right? Is what I'm hearing from you Mm -hmm. is not only are you through your own doing that work on your own, able to heal it for yourself when you're doing it in that group setting, it's also unlocking things for other people. And inverse, other people having things unlocked in them and that healing happening is also amplifying yours. So it's like there are parts of the collective that's being healed that we're not even realizing, right? And that's something huge. I'm so glad that you brought that up because that's something huge from when I went to your event that I noticed is just that Mm. group setting and there's just so much power and magic in that, that we, that can't even be explained, right. Can't even be like, can't even be expressed Mm. in words because it's just something you have to experience. And it's funny because I'm thinking about this also with the improvisers that I've had on the podcast. So many of them talk about the community, right? They're like the improv community is so special. And again, it's, we were talking about before we started recording, um, you were asking me about how the podcast is going. And I told you, I've loved seeing all of the parallels, right? All the parallels Mm -hmm. of, you know, we're all talking about the same things, but using different vocabulary. And we're all talking about these concepts and beautiful experiences and this healing that we're experiencing in different spaces, whether it's improv or through an out in the world challenge, right? Or through somatic healing, yoga, or through acting, you know, whatever it is, we're all having these same experiences. And so seeing those parallels is so incredible. And a big part of that is community. It's Mm -hmm. being in that collective space and being able to access healing that's happening in the group that's healing you without you having to really do anything. Just you being present is helping with that. Do you have anything you want to add to that? Um, I think I love that you touched upon that and it's just, just goes to show how intelligent our bodies are intelligent. All of our bodies, our ethereal body, our casual body, like every single, like all of our bodies and how there's this, it's natural state is harmony. Like it's natural. It's an intelligence that actually only knows order, not an order in the sense of what we think. Oh, that's organized. Like, no, or, or meaning like, like you look at a beautiful forest and how there's in the jungle like that's order right it's harmony it works together they plants take care of each other not a joan you know the joan's family manicured order is what i'm saying like there's a difference so the body only knows right like in its natural state is is harmony 
So it's going to naturally want to go as we let go, right? And we allow the divine to meet us, which is what happens in these experiences because our hearts open. I get so passionate about this because I know that when we share our humanity and drop judgment, it automatically opens our heart and our heart is the portal for the divine to come through and work its magic. So there's there's just a beautiful thing that's happening because the divine it, it has that those portal points to just flow through and circulate. And so naturally it's, it's reorganizing to create more order and and harmony in the body because that's our, our natural state is harmony and order. I love that. That was so beautiful. I love the heart, heart as a portal for the divine. Cause that's so true. I've seen even in, even in little adjustments, right? Like noticing, and I know this is a lot of the work that you do as well is noticing when you're contracting and when you're opening. And I found myself doing that a lot and noticing and I a lot of that comes from just practice right like the first time that you start deciding to do this you know you're not immediately going to be like good at it and good at coming more into your heart and having that awareness of making those shifts when you feel that they need to be made when you're contracting we don't notice it right it's like it takes time and an intention and meditation over time to to train yourself to start noticing when that's happening when those contractions are happening and to yeah. then make that adjustment so it's it's baby steps mm-hmm. i love that that's amazing yeah. i love you're like touching on the power of awareness right of like presencing and awareness of like oh whoa like i was having a really intimate conversation yesterday with a man and I was doing this. I was like watching my like certain moments. So I'd watch my body, like be like, like trying like close off and shut down, like pull away and like, like what's going on. But just to be aware of, of those little moments when that happens and then breathing and being like, okay, it's safe. Like I can just sit and listen. Like everything's okay. It's so powerful. So I love that we just touched on that. It's important. It's just, it's changed my life to bring in that body awareness. Yeah. For sure. And you're so embodied too, that it's hard to think of you as <laughs> not embodied all the time, you know? <laughs> um, That's funny. I got my sketchers running shoes. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I'll see you never. I'll see you never again. Kills me. <laughs> my bubble. <laughs> You kill me, honestly. That's probably not a good phrase to use. It's not something I want to put out there, but, <laughs> but you make me laugh very hard. Yeah, you give me laugh, baby. Um, you keep me alive. But yeah, I wanna I wanna switch gears a little bit and I'm curious to know because obviously the Rebecca that I know is, as I've said, very embodied, very playful amazing, beautiful, gorgeous, stunning lady. And uh, <laughs> and what I wanna know is have you always been this way? And if not, what was the journey like, the healing journey like getting to where you are now? I love that question. I got asked the same question over the weekend and I I was I loved it. And my answer is I was not always like this. And I really had to a pause and think about that. And so I'm, it's so perfect because I, I had time, you know, to answer that. And so I have the answer for here. I will just give you background in terms of like now, like my freedom and like, I can move, I can take, like, I'm just like, here, let's go. You know what I mean? Like, and just be able to take up space and be comfortable. And, and whether it's even, even sensual, even like getting more comfortable with sensuality as expression has been a big journey this last year. But 
prior, I was, did not take up space like that. Wouldn't like probably had a lot of, I had a lot of fears, a lot of, you know, it's more like closed down, like I had a resting B face, like, you know, you know, just more not as open. And what made the biggest difference for me, honestly, is feeling my pain. And really, because what I've learned is in order to come into, and I, I know people listening to the podcast aren't seeing my hands, but I'm basically drawing a line from above my forehead down to my stomach. When we come into our, in order to come into our body, we have to feel the sensations that live here. So a lot of people occupy from our head up because they're afraid to feel here. Right. And I believe that, right. Hell and heaven exist. It's not a plot. I don't believe it's a place that we go. I feel like, you know, when we die, it's, it's like existing and we, we sometimes have that, I would say, shadow, you shadows, you know, anything that we're afraid, like hell, right. That we're afraid to touch on that is, it exists, right. Or that is, you know, old stories that we've been holding or feeling. And, and what I've found, I hope this is all making sense is the more I, I would go into those, that pain and I would, and I would feel it, what's actually happening is the light, because I'm looking at it, the light is literally touching the dark, right? Light, you know, heaven, whatever you want to call it, maybe hell's not the best word because people have probably so many different, like your mind goes, so I want to say light and dark, like to, to touching it. And then what can happen is the dark is literally disintegrating into the light, right? It's literally dissolving into light. And then there's more, more power and more light that's able to come into my being, that's able to come through my body and that's able to then express. But when I was unwilling to, to go into those places and to feel those places, I wasn't fully occupying my body. So it took me, you know, really, really being willing to, to feel those sensations. And sometimes it felt like death. Sometimes it was like, I really don't want to be in my body right now. Like I would have visions of getting split open or visions of wanting to get hit by a semi. Like I would have the darkest visions because it was, it felt unbearable to go into those places because it was years of pain and, and trauma, you know, and trauma can be you know, like can be little things or big things. And so when I finally like learned, I'm like, okay, I can actually sit here for a little bit, come into my heart, realize I'm safe and go back and forth. And there's alchemical process that happens when we're doing that. And it, it allowed for me to just be here and be more expressive and be more free. And, and, and almost it's like, it's like your field. I, I don't know. It's so interesting because it's not, I'm not sharing things that I, I read. Some of this, I learned from a lot of this, actually, I learned from my psychologist, Doug Brackman, who's amazing. It's somatic healing. And the part about light coming into our body, it's just like a downloaded information that I get all the time. It's like, we're literally like creating room for more light to come into our being. And then we're expressing that out, whether it's vocally, whether it's with movement, whether whatever that is, um, life force is what I'm referring to. So yeah, to answer your question, it meant like really learning to feel and learning that it's safe to feel. And that, and, and we, and then you, every time you go to that place that you are maybe afraid to go and you just touch on it, you're literally, you're always going to experience more freedom on the other side. And uh, that created for so much, you know, more expression. And in this last year, that specific journey was around anger. Like this last year was the first time I really touched in on like rage and anger. And I would just, I'm in my truck right now, you guys, I, for those of you who can see me, I would literally be driving this truck and I would rage out Lisa. Like you guys, I would literally like bloody Marty screaming. And I'm like, if anyone saw me, they're literally probably looking at me like this girl. And crazy and I didn't even care but I cannot tell you how much that unlocked for me in my in, in my sensuality and sexuality and in my freedom and my expression because there was a it was prior to that it was repressed I wouldn't touch it 
and then being able to unlock that, you know, freed up so much energy in a very healthy way. So it's definitely about, about being willing to feel express and, and then it unlocks room so much more room in your, in your being. Wow. I love that. Thank you for being vulnerable and for sharing that. Sure. What, what I love the most about that. And I, and I want to highlight this is meeting the emotion and the feeling and the expression when it comes right rather than putting it off because we can bottle things up be like I'll deal with that later but what I love most about what you just said is okay well I'm driving right now and I'm really fucking angry so I'm gonna rage <laughs> right and it's like and you're letting it come out exactly you're letting it come out when it comes up and it's funny because that's a lot of what I've been doing because I went through a very deep shadow period the last few months and I would literally sit in my car and just scream and just like, you know, allow whatever needs to be expressed to be expressed. And that's something that I've continued to do is anytime there's something my best friend taught me um, and it's a somatic healing exercise that um, some of her uh, mentors that she that she was doing a program with taught her and it's um, identifying your shadows and giving them names so that way you can allow them Mm -hmm. to be expressed so So it's like if my most common way of self-sabotage is avoiding right avoiding overwhelming things then I'm going to call that the avoidant woman okay and when the avoidant woman comes up I'm going to let her be in my body I'm going to embody her right and I'm going to use my voice and I'm going to use my body in whatever way the avoidant woman wants to be right now and uh so yeah that's what I was thinking of while you were saying that because it sounds a lot of like that embodiment work right is so is so freaking powerful Mm -hmm. so yeah thank you for sharing that that's so beautiful. There's so many things on this podcast that people will say, and I'm like, wow, that's so it's it's just such a such a testament to synchronicity because people will say things and I'm like, oh, I'm doing that right now, or oh, that's something that I'm <laughs> learning about, you know, like picking up on your field. It's so funny. How it exactly. I love it. But something that came to mind is I would I would like to know if you're comfortable sharing, and you know, you can totally say no as well, but you're, you're such a light person, right? And like I said, I've, Mm -hmm. I've, I've done all the descriptions, but you know, a lot of the trauma that you had to heal through and just a lot of the challenges to get you to this point, would you mind sharing what some of that was as, as much as you feel comfortable? Yeah, absolutely. I, I just did that over this last weekend, which was, I had a massive vulnerability hangover. I went to like deep detail with, with the audience and it was necessary because it made for so much transformation in, in the room, but just, I probably won't go into too much detail, but I'll, I'll, I'll share some things. My, so my mom remarried when I was five and my stepdad, and then he, you know, come my early twenties in like 2014, he ended up, you know, getting beat up really, really bad. And I had to take him to a mental ward and, and it caused, cause it caused brain damage and he was going crazy. He started saying he was Jesus Christ. And like, and then he said all these things that weren't making sense. And this is someone who was like a father to me, right? It was like, my mom married when I was five. I live with my mom. My mom had custody me. My dad had me part-time. And so it was like a dad. And then to see someone who, you know, you respect and kind of lean on. And as a father to then go literally mentally crazy and was saying all these things that didn't make sense. It was like drawing all over my like things in my house, like covering and like, drawing on everything. And like, I, and then just we started like being someone who I didn't know. It was like pretty, tra- really traumatic. And so I'd take him to a mental ward and then 
him and I kind of got into a fight because he did something that I just did not like. And I was like, who, and I just didn't want to talk to him. And he was depressed and came to me. He's like, I'm really sorry. And he tried like apologizing to me. And I remember I was just like, I didn't even want him in my room. I'm like, I, I remember feeling like, I want to talk to you. You know what I mean? And, and, and so, cause I couldn't, I couldn't discern between the brain damage and what was happening and who was being like, I just didn't know how to handle it. And anyways, in like a month after that, he commits suicide. And that was like really, 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 really hard. And, and, and in the moment it wasn't hard though. Right. Cause I didn't fully deal with it. Instead. It was like, I numbed out. I created like an eating disorder. I partied my ass off. Like I just wasn't, I like broke other people's hearts. I sabotaged relationships. Like because I didn't, I didn't want to feel the pain. I didn't want to. And I felt like I was guilty. I was bad. I was wrong. Like all these things. Right. So I would see that through and would create like, um, relationships that felt safe where there's no risk. I don't have to worry about pain. Right. So that was like some of the tougher trauma. And then, you know, with that, the kind of paths that then my family chose to deal, to deal with, it was kind of felt like I lost not just him, but like other people, you know, immediate family members, to substances. And so it, it, it was really, really, really challenging. And it's still something I can feel in my throat, you know, when I talk about it, but now I'm able to talk about it and, and having gone in and, and felt so much of that, like deep fucking shame and pain and like has, was like the hardest and the best gift of gift of my life. And what I learned, and if I could leave anyone with this, it's that the tragedy isn't in the loss because physical loss is inevitable. The tragedy is in closing our heart off and leaving our body and not allowing ourselves to have the rich experience of earth, of leading with an open heart, of being connected, of, you know, all those things. So when I was able to move through a lot of that, I was like, wow, like this is what I want to lead and vow for my life to be to serve and support people in this way. So that was definitely a big part of it. And then, yeah, my mom had started using when I was really young. So, so, you know, having a, a parent who, who isn't present, it's, it's, you know, you then manifest that in relationships. And, and so that, that those are the things that were hard for me to, to really be with. It's so crazy. Cause I look back on like my early twenties and like, it's such a blur. It's such a blur because I like, wasn't there, you know what I mean? And, and, and just, it, I really wasn't. Cause sometimes yeah, I like look back and then they say that like the body or as you become an adult, you, you're, you're kind of, you're, yourself will protect yourself until you're ready to be able to handle certain things. So it wasn't until yeah, I was probably like 24, 25 that I started going into this. So that's been, I'm 30 now, right? So the last five years. And um, yeah, those are some of the things. And then on my dad's side, it was like, my dad was married six times from zero to 16. So I, this is, so I like, I, my example of like marriage, like I didn't know like a healthy partnership. I didn't understand, like I didn't have that model, which is what had me get deep into this work because I, I needed the tools and they cha- they've changed my life so much that it, I, I'm so honored to give them to people, you know, how to communicate, how to handle conflict, like what does a healthy relationship look like? And so, yeah, I moved a- around a lot when I was younger from like, I lived in 23 houses before I was 16 years old on my dad's side. So like, I didn't know stability. So you can see all these things were like, like I just, it was like having to literally look at the map and then create an entire new map. And, and I, it's like the, the body is a subconscious and I don't believe we're bound by this body. We're not bound by the subconscious. So if there's anything I can offer anyone listening who may connect to the stories that I'm saying, it's like, you're not bound to, to whatever you've experienced here, patterns, like 
they're just patterns, you know, and they're things that can be broken and new magical things can be, can be created. So I hope that answers your question. Yes, you did. I, yeah, I got the message while you were talking earlier to ask you specifically about what that was, because I think that was needed in this moment. And I think there's going to be people that hear that and, and resonate and it gives them a lot of hope, you know, so. Yeah, thank you. That's what we want. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that. I love it. This is like more of a question for me (laughs) than anyone else. This is is Lisa's (laughs) question for Lisa. (laughs) But uh, so normally I ask this at the at the very beginning from people, but because I already knew you, I just had all these things I wanted to talk to you about. I'm super interested to know, and you can make this as condensed as you want is how you got started on your healing journey because we've heard the like craziness of what was going on with your early 20s and then your background and things so then how did you get started on your healing journey it was a Brené Brown book actually it was like the first personal development book I ever read and I was sleeping on my friend's couch in Santa Monica Savannah and I just got my certificate in personal training. And I was like, I don't know what I'm going to do with my life. I hate it. I like tried personal training someone. I'm like, this sucks. So <laughs> like, I have no patience for this. So I was like, okay, I can either move to Santa Monica or San Diego. I don't know what I want to do. And I had no money and I was on a walk and I just prayed to God. I'll never forget. And I was walking and I said, God, like, I don't care if you want me to go right. If you want me to go left, if you want me to go forward, like, what do you want me to do? Like, I will take the step. And then I, I, so it was a prayer, honestly, like I remember it was so heartfelt. Like I could take myself right back to that moment. It was so heartfelt. And then literally like a week later, I got a call that someone just bought a house in San Diego and they needed someone to stay there for all the new furniture to arrive. Cause they weren't going to be there. And it was like a perfect setup. So I, I moved there and then got a job at, it moved there. And then within a month, got a job at Organifi, which is my ex-boyfriend's company. We didn't date when I worked there. But, but it was just crazy how I look back on things and the way that things like led up, led. And then working, and then that same person who I was housing for um, gave me a Brené Brown book. And that was like, it opened up for me. And I was still like in my eating disorder at that time. And I remember like trying to battling that. And, and then just that book and then having, starting to work at a conscious company. And then within a month later, I got asked to, someone invited me to do ALA, which is Ascension Leadership Academy, which they have one in San Diego. They have one here in Austin. And that was massive for me that like helped me. And that was like, that's where all of this stuff came up, right? Like all, and I got to go through a practice of in that experience, a process of um, facing my stepdad, Ron, and, and, and getting to yell at him, scream at him, cry at him, and, 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 and also forgive him. And in that moment when I got to hug him, right, someone who stood in as him, and I smelled him to a tea. I literally could smell him and my whole body collapsed. And there was so much healing that happened through that journey. But yeah, when I trail it back, it was like a prayer. It was a, honestly, like me, it was like a heartfelt prayer where I was just like, I don't know what to do, God, but like spirit angels, I'm, I'm open. And one thing led to another and so much beauty came out of that, but it was definitely having a prayer and then having, you know, that then led to the book that led to the personal development seminar that then led to, I guess, to where we are right now. I love it. And had you been like religious or what was your relationship with God before that? I grew up and we would go to like a Christian, non-denominational Christian church, not, not like every Sunday. And my parents never, like my, they were never religious. You know what I mean? Like my mom didn't, she 
yeah, it was like never pushed down my throat. It was just like, oh, let's go to church. My dad studied at an ashram in the south of France for a year and a half with um, a master named Omre Mikhail Ivanhoff. And um, so he grew up under the master's teaching. So that was a lot of the teachings that I got, which isn't like an organized re- religion. Um, however, I did go visit the, the ashram in the south of France, which was so freaking cool. It's definitely, it's definitely not like, they ha- it's like you're entering into a lifestyle. It's so fascinating. But so I grew up more with like hearing spiritual teachings and like learning about ETs and how we're connected to ETs. And like, my dad knows how to communicate with them. We're doing a UFO, IFO book tour in, in April. Yeah, and just so you guys know, Rebecca's dad is like alien man. And I'm obsessed with that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's so cool. You literally watch him and then respond to him. It's like the craziest, coolest thing. So, so I grew up like, yeah, there's, and you talk like that's not going to be accepted in a lot of religion, right? So, so I grew up more so hearing those teachings, in which Omar and Mikhail Ivanhoff comes from the same brotherhood, white brother, or the, the white brotherhood, which is also Saint Germain, is a part of the white brotherhood. A lot of people are more familiar with Saint Germain. So, it's like the great white brotherhood. And and so not white as in Caucasian, it's just the white because they, they say use the word white because it's a pure, pure in um, spirit form or they, they describe it differently. So yeah, but that was how, how I grew up. So God is, is to me, I always say the loving intelligence. I always say there's a loving intelligence as a divine that's always here and willing to meet us and we're willing to meet it. Yeah. I love the, the way that that journey went because it really sounds like your prayers were answered it was really just like here's the path and you were like okay one step at a time each step right it was like you were taken down the journey that you needed to go down to get to where you are now which is just so beautiful and you know I commend you for taking those steps and uh you know getting yourself to where you are now it's amazing thank you one last question I have for you Miss Rebecca Boatman if you, I know you already had a little bit, a little bit of a message, but I always like to ask people if there is one message that you had for the listeners today, what would it be? I'm glad you asked that because the one thing that I wanted to share earlier, and now it's a perfect time for me to share it, is whatever is coming to mind right now as everyone's listening to this. Whatever those desires are, maybe you're like, oh, I want to feel that free or, oh, I want to heal from that or, oh, I want to be over intimacy or, oh, I want to make more money or like whatever has been inspired and that's coming to your conscious mind that's probably already been there. Like know that you will, you will create it. You will unfold into it and you will wonder how you did it until you did it. So being in that place of wonder and just playing in the energy of, of having it, and you're going to wonder, you're always going to wonder until you did it. And then you're going to look back. Like I look at everything I've created in my life, which I have so many miracles, like even the fit for servicing, that's like a big deal, you know? And like, I didn't like that. I literally, I literally said, okay, God, angels, universe, spirit. I love the outward challenges. I'm so passionate about this. I believe this is the angel's work that wants to come through. I want this to be beyond my brave life events. I want to do it for other people's events. I didn't seek out fit for service, right? They came and asked me to do it, right? Like, like, and so that was, I was just trusting and planting and then wondering. So when my dad asked me yesterday, what's next? I said, I don't know, dad, like that's up to the field. That's up to wherever this is going to go. I know what's next in terms of our world challenges and changing lives. So whatever that passion is, because it will, 
I know everyone has something that they want to bring. Like you're going to wonder how you literally, you're just going to continue to wonder and then you're going to do it. And you're like, oh, wow. And then you're going to have something new that you want to experience and create. And you're going to be in a state of wonder again, which is play, which is so beautiful because that's what you you teach. So know that you're going to wonder how you do it until you did it. (laughs) And, And that's such a beautiful place to be in. It's the mystery of life. That's so amazing. I love that message. How divine. Yeah, that's so funny because I I connect to that so much. Like when you said, yeah, whatever your desires are. And I was like, oh, she's talking to me, like taking notes. Got to get my notes. (laughs) Like, let me write this down. (laughs) Even though I have it recorded, I got to make sure I also. (laughs) Listen to it again. Um, But yeah, that's so true because I, and I was thinking about that yesterday too, because uh, Rebecca, Rebecca and I ran into each other and I was just telling um one of the people at the mastermind that like <laughs> the day before we do something we run into each other because in Sedona the day before the retreat we ran into each other and, oh, then, yeah. and then we were doing this today and then the day before we ran into each other again <laughs> is that, that not is hilarious awesome. and, I, and I decided to go to Casa like literally so last minute I had no plans to go there and then I was yeah. saying my final like let's go to Casa like and then you were there that's so funny it's like divine intervention yeah but we ran and, into each other and and they're so similar they're both like juice bars alchemy juice yes like let's go mm. yeah it's, it's, there's some kind of message there I don't know what it is but yeah. <laughs> there's something there um but yeah we ran into each other yesterday and I was thinking about how uh, I was I was there for a mastermind and then right after the mastermind there was a networking event and everything just so synchronistically came together and I was just thinking about how wow I didn't even have to like I didn't even seek this out you know and one of the biggest goals that I have is I want to be in more community I want to be around like-minded people and build that you know soul fam and I've seen how impactful that can be and has been the last year and, and moving back to Austin because I was in Missouri last year. You know, I wanted to come into that and the fact that it's just like landed in my lap, right? It just yeah. resonates with me what you just said about how you're just going to wonder until it happens and yeah. then it's happening and you're like, wow, I'm looking back and now I'm seeing all of the steps that came to it. And this isn't even like that big of a deal. You know, it's like something small and there's still so much more beauty to come with it and from it. But I'm already like, wow, this is so incredible and so true. (laughs) Yeah, I love it. Yay. Well, thank you so much, Rebecca. I'm so thankful. My heart is so full from this episode and from talking to you you're just such a bright light and uh, I want to give you space to promote anything that you have for the audience where they can find you if you have any offerings absolutely okay so have you heard of you remember the universe talks and they used to send like text messages or emails dear from the universe yes so I was so inspired like from that I was like I want to create one but specifically for love and dating relationships so I know so we did and it's called love notes from spirit and it's I'm obsessed I need this immediately Right? (laughs) right and it's designed to uplift your love life to ignite your love life, to inspire you mainly love life meaning like to open your heart to to be available to experience the beautiful synchronicities right and and gifts that life can bring us every single day when we're open to that in the form of an incredible conversation made with a barista or a hot, sexy Jason Momoma, like whatever it is. So you can text this number, which is 737-221-2123. And you text the word love. So it's 
737-221-2123 and you text the word love and then you'll get a, um, it'll automatically send you a message and it'll also be a message to my Instagram. So you can, you can click it and then you can DM me as well, which is Rebecca Boatman. And then you'll respond with your first name. So you'd write like Lisa and then you're going to receive these really inspiring messages from spirit, right? Love notes from spirit. And I laughed so hard because we recently just gave this to the crowd at Fit for Service. And in the text, it says, um, it says, like, respond with your first, your first name. And my, my team messaged me yesterday and they're like, people are writing back your first name. Like, they're literally responding with your first name. I'm dead. <laughs> I'm like, how did that happen? Did I, I'm like, it must have been like how I said it out loud. So no, you write Lisa or Rebecca, like whatever your name is, is what you write back. Yeah, I would, I would love to hear from you guys. If you have messages, DM me and you'll have this. And then I'll also send at some point, like, you know, if you are interested in different ways to see what we offer, there'll be that opportunity. But more than anything, I want people to experience these like heart openings through these beautiful love notes. Oh my God. I love Rebecca. You're just the best guys. <laughs> she's not the best. She's just like this divine portal oh. of angelic light. She's just out here doing all this magical light work. I'm just so happy I get to be in your presence and get to have you in my life and and be in your magic. It's just so beautiful. Like just everything that you say, I'm like, man, this girl, she just be knowing. She just be knowing. She's just such a portal. That's how I feel about your memes. Your memes that come up for me every day. They are my magic. It's so funny. It's like, it's hilarious you bring that up because yeah, I've been thinking about that so much and the fact that I, I think I just was like pushing away the things that I, there's so many, I'm going to have to tell you too when we hang out because it's like, there's so many synchronicities yeah. that came with that too. But yeah, it was totally me like suppressing my magic for so long and like wanting to show up as someone else, like what I see other people doing and being like, yeah, this, this is what works. Yeah. Let me do this. And it's like, no, at, at my, in at my core, I am a fucking idiot goofball who loves memes. <laughs> And loves to make yeah. them and is just gonna, yeah. you know, scream at people at Casa de Luz and make weird <laughs> and make we weird. Need that. The world needs that. <laughs> they we do. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And that's what I'm learning too, is Permission. just those unique gifts because a lot of what you do too, right? Is like those out in the world challenges that is so unique and like just not nothing that I've ever heard of before or seen anywhere else right and so yeah yeah, it's just it's also inspiring for me because I'm like wow I can you know make my magic work for me and you know get everything that I want through it and yeah I just I love it and I admire you so much and I just love this so much okay well I will let you go my love thank you guys for listening and uh, we'll talk to you later bye guys bye Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the Heal Through Play podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please be sure to leave a review and feel free to share your thoughts with me through an Instagram DM. I'd love to hear about how this episode resonated with you. Also, please check the show notes for links on how you can connect with me and the guest of today's podcast. There's also a link for a form you can fill out if you'd like to be featured on the podcast and share your stories of healing through the energy of playfulness. I also have incredible offerings for psychic readings, energy healing sessions, and light code activations. 
So if you're feeling called to do healing work with me one-on-one, then please send me a DM or a voice note on Instagram at Lisa Dovegish so we can dive into it together and see what kind of magic we can create in your life. And I also post some pretty dank memes. So whether you're interested in healing or just laughing your ass off, join the Instagram community. Again, thank you for tuning into this episode and I can't wait to connect with you. Until next time.